Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. Here's your surprise. It's me that's going to be hosting it tonight, David Tomlinson. And uh, just get rid of uh, the, the things first. Welcome to the people on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. And from tomorrow, any you can download from any other platforms that you get your podcast from. So let's get into it tonight and I'll welcome the guest for tonight. Dodging out of hosting at the last minute um, is your man, Colin McDuff. Welcome, Colin. Thanks for having me on, Davey. I tell you, this podcast game's getting easier and easier. The more people we get involved, man, I'm just going to be a, I'm going to be a watcher this time next year. No, oh, well, yeah, so that's, <laughs> you'll probably end up with about 100 people wanting to host at that time. So anyway, um, to go further... The second old man of the of the podcast, the Grumpy Two, is David Pollack. What do you think? How are you doing? Rhymes with Cholak. <laughs> You've been thinking of that one all week, haven't you? <laughs> Just came to me. And it's, uh, no, it's good to be here, guys. I obviously in the back of a, a smashing one yesterday. We're looking forward to getting into it, pouring over some uh, some good stuff. Okay, thanks. And uh, on to our last uh, guest of tonight is Craig. How are you doing, Craig? Not bad, buddy. Uh, not going to lie, I've spent most of the day just chilling and stuff. and uh, I've just had a, a vindaloo about an hour ago, so uh, really, really need this podcast to kind of go in quite quick. <laughs> uh, not going to lie. Uh, aye, aye, tonight's my cheap night, so um, enjoyed it immensely. You were two minutes late and you're still trying to rush us off. What a laugh. I'm, I'm glad we've not got smell-o-vision in there <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, let's get on to, to the, the game. Um, we, for me, it was a wee bit of a surprise line-up, uh, although it was quite what we, we've sort of been saying the last few weeks. We started with McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Jack and Lundstrom in midfield. And then Fashion Sakawa, Cholak, and Matondo. Colin, what did you think? Were you surprised at that? Um, I, I don't really know. When I, when I gave my predictions on Thursday, I think the only one I got wrong was Scott Wright for Fashion Sakawa. I think that's who I predicted. As much as I wanted to see Matondo coming in on the left and somebody else coming out on the right, I didn't expect Van Broncross to do it, I'll be honest. So I, I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Um, that's the kind of lineup we should be setting up. Uh, MD at home in the SPFL, really. Um, it's, I, we should be looking to to set up very forward-thinking, very aggressive um, on the front foot. So I was pleasantly surpri- surprised, David. Yep. So, well, so was I, as I said. Uh, David, what did you think? Were you surprised or did you, did you sort of uh, think of that? No, I, well, I had suggested. I mean, I... I I don't think I'd mentioned that uh, maybe Gio wouldn't be as brave as as we would want to be, but uh, certainly it was a, it was a pleasant surprise when uh, both Sakala and Matondo uh, got a start. It was uh, and 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 we got a good start as well, which was a uh, was good to see. So I mean, it was uh, I think the formation was four two three one. So no, it was uh, it was good. <clears throat> we was it was positive, which we wanted them to be, and and we. We got onto it from the word go. I think he made that comment in in his after match interview 
that we were on it from the first minute. And you could see that Rangers were certainly a bit more up for it than we have been. Some of the games this season, we were uh, we were on to them straight away. You know, we had a wee flurry of corners and, and then, of course, the early goal. So, you know, it was good to see us uh, be very positive. You know, although, you know, because St Mirren, you know, have had quite a decent uh, run of late. So I was, it was, in, I was surprised that he would, he was as as venturous as he was. But good on him. Maybe there's a wee uh, lesson learned. Yeah, we keep beating the third in the league. I think, don't we? I think Hearts were third when we when we beat them as well. So, Craig, I'll, I'll put the same question to you, but I'll add a wee bit onto it. Uh, Kent dropping out the the undroppable Kent. What did you What did you think about that? Plus the other members of the team. Um. I think it's important they obviously bring up the, the Kent situation as well, David. Um, and it's, it's it's mental to think that when I seen the team come out, uh, my eyes were, eyebrows raised when I seen that Kent wasn't in the team. Um, if you ask anyone um, from the from the Rangers support, they've probably been saying for the last couple of months that, that Kent really needs a bit of time on the bench, at the very least. Um, even for his own good. Um, not even thinking just um, give somebody else a shot, but it's like the more that we're playing them, it seems to be we're, we're basically giving him a shovel to bury himself even more. Um, everything that he does wrong is getting magnified by every game now. Um, and then when we play Hearts and we're, we're kind of with, I think we were already 3 0 up or something already, um, and, and then he scored that, that great goal. But it's all fair and good doing it when you're when the pressure's off and stuff. But I really want to see Kent doing it from the from the first whistle until the last whistle. Um, so it was, it was a nice surprise to see him um, doing that. Um, I don't know if it was brave, but it was definitely um, overdue, in my opinion. And I, I think as well, from Sakala's point of view, he'd done absolutely nothing wrong to um, merit his, his future opportunities in the team because... He gives you that forward thinking, but we spoke about it numerous times, David, Big, Big David and myself have spoke about it, that he's maybe not the most gifted football brain, but um, what he will give you is, is that 100% run. Um, he might not make the, the right run at times, but he'll at least make a run and he'll try and go forward instead of see that constantly cutting inside and once you beat a man, going back to beat him again. Sakala seems to be like he'll, he wants to go and do something with it. Again, his end product might not be where we want it to be all the time, but um, right now, as it stands, I would have Sakala in that team every game in front of Ken. Yeah, well, I think I've, I think I've agreed, agreed with you in a few, few times with that one. Um, well, moving on, I'll give David Pollock his favourite subject. Big, sexy, Cholak. What did you think of him? Man's a god in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 first goal was uh, was just what well, he's a proper striker, isn't he? You know who else would have would have made that run when when Borna you know leathers it and it comes off the left hand post and and big uh, Tony goals is within you know four yards of the ball just to bundle it over the line. It was uh, superb. And and when you watch the replay and you know Borna takes the strike. He's already off. He's anticipating, you know, something breaking in the box mm-hmm. for him. And he, Presto, comes off the post. He pops it right in. It was uh, absolutely first-class striking for me. The guy is, uh, he, he's got it. He has got it. I mean, this guy's going to be uh, the bargain of, 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 of the decade. You know, if he, he continues to score at the rate he's scoring, it's just been uh, phenomenal. The big man is, uh, 
he's the, the real real McCoy for me. Well, we were talking about 20 in the beginning, weren't we? 20 goals when he's, he's up to 13 already, so it's a, it's, it's a long way to getting his target. So, um, Colin, I know you, you didn't see uh, the, the game live. You, you, you caught up on it later uh, with highlights, and then I think you watched a bit of the game today. Um, what did you think of uh, Big Davies at the back? Did you get enough? Could you see enough to, to get in? What were you, what he was doing or how good he was? I actually had to. I actually didn't see much of him on the highlights, so that's why I I wanted to go back and see a bit more of the game today. Um, I think that's probably a compliment for the defenders that they've only shown too much in the highlights. Um, I like Davies. I like the look of him, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to make the same mistake that we've all made time and time again after after two appearances. Uh, we start calling him the next Paolo Maldini, but I think we are good runner games. I think I can see why we've signed him. He looks so comfortable in the ball. I think previously we've always had um, kind of matchups, Colton and maybe your kind of old school, just kick the ball away uh, defender. Um, just yeah, defend first. Um, Think about the ball setting. Davies brings the balance that Hollander was meant to bring, being comfortable on the ball, left-footed, but I think Davies is a lot more agile and mobile than Hollander. Um, again, I'm maybe looking a bit too much in there uh, because it is a game against St Mirren. Um, but no, I, it's good to, see, good to see him starting to settle in well. And actually, I'm glad that we... Um, Giro was sensible and, and subbed him off for Leon King as well. I think it's best of both worlds. The game's done. We need to manage Davies' minutes, I think, considering he's just back for injury and I, we don't have an injury worries to seek. And at the same time, it gets Leon King a bit of game time as well. But no, I was I was more than happy with Ben Davies. Um, I've just seen uh, Chick Sharp put in the comment about Yanis Haji. Um Bumped into him outside the Copeland stand. He's a handsome bugger. But Davies a good looking boy as well, man. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, well, um, he's the rounded defender, isn't he? Can <laughs> play the ball out, can defend, and he's stunning. I'm, I'm not going to get involved with who's good looking and who's no good looking. <laughs> so I'll, I'll stay out of that argument. Um, Craig, um, what did you, well, all the, the goals really were all, all crackers, um, but. We were talking about Sakala. What did you think of Sakala's uh, part in the play? I thought Sakala played brilliant and uh, second second half certainly, but I thought he was quite good the first half as well. But what did you think of his part in the goals? I think she did a pass um, for for Tolak. Um, see when you look at the back. I mean, I didn't really um, when when it happened. Obviously, we can as the game goes and stuff. You don't maybe don't. Um, appreciate every part of a goal. Um, it's generally the kind of strike or the last bit. <coughs> but when I watched it back, even his weight of pass and stuff, it kind of defies the whole thing of the, uh, me saying that he's not got a football brain. Because um, somebody that maybe doesn't have a football brain doesn't doesn't pass the ball the way that he does, with the weight that he does, in the direction that he does. But um, even just to go, just where it's fresh in my mind, like see what Colin was saying there about Davies. I, I can't remember the last time that I thought of um, in defence, Conor Goldson and a player being a partnership apart from Hollander. Obviously, Hollander was always going to be that partnership if he was able to stay fit. Um, I mean, even when you go back to like Katic, we all kind of knew that that was something that may work and may not work. And then kind of going through the gears last season, 
um, we knew that it was obviously, it was, a, it was always a toss-up between like Balligan or you never really knew who was going to be playing in that central defensive partnership. And whereas now, even only a few games in, you're kind of watching it and you're going, I, I see him just as equal in that partnership as Conor Goldson. Um, the two of them are different players. One's, one's seven five, uh, the other one's obviously... Uh, he's, he's no slouch, but he's certainly not that size, and he's certainly not there to, to win every aerial battle. But the two of them, uh, what I like is see the pace coming for the, the front, for the back. Sorry, um, it seems to be they're well drilled on. Do not hold that ball longer than a few seconds. Get the ball out wide. I get the ball to Lundstrom, move it. Um, which at the start of the season was sadly lacking. I think where it was late, it was it, and that that breeds that that. Um, horseshoe play that we're playing where it's like it, pass it to the left and it doesn't work right pass it back to centre half pass it back out to the right and it's, it all comes from slow play um, whereas if you pass it quicker it doesn't give them an opportunity man up as quick um, but yeah on the goals um, see, the, see the goal that Cholak scored at the, the, the end uh, his last goal the third one yeah that, that's my favourite goal that he scored in a Rangers jersey so far. Um, and I think most of the goals are all kind of first-time hits and it's like, if we create chances, then he's going to score them. That was one where he really, he, he got the ball and you thought, right, you could maybe make something of this, but he really had to make it himself and he beat the man, took it with the outside of his foot and literally got it like as far away from the goalkeeper as he possibly could. Um, with the outside of his foot at pace whilst he was off balance um, fantastic goal and it's one of the kind of goals where I imagine it and I go could I imagine us scoring that kind of goal against that other team for Glasgow and that's the type of goal that I think Cholak will score against it um, in Europe as well that's the type of goals that you're going to score against teams where maybe things aren't happening as much from the wide areas and stuff and we really need the likes of Cholak that people have been saying that he can't play outside the box and he can't do this and he can't do that. See the last three or four games, like Cholak's really upped his game. It's not just the goals, like honestly, the Elite Davis says he's the full package for me right now. Um, if he keeps going and keeps going, like, hopefully nobody offers him a game of squash. Like, yeah, I read that one, yeah. Yeah. Just on that um, setting, go- setting goal for Cholak, I-, I agree with you. That's been my favourite goal he's scored since uh, Rangers because it's not been a, a six-yard uh, six box goal. And we know he's so good at like, first-touch finishes, but see, see his first touch for that pass? It's a, it's a beautiful first touch, and he waits it so well. that like, So we know he doesn't have pace to burn, so he's not took it right in the feet, having it slowed down the start. He's He's waited the first touch so well that he just he continues running on. He doesn't break his stride and then he just cuts inside. I think that I actually rewind it, just like watched it time and time again how well he just takes that, that ball to run on. I thought it was an amazing, amazing, well worked goal. Um, and it, it wasn't, it was only a half a chance when he first got the ball and he turned it into a goal. It was amazing. It was a brilliant ball from Sakala as well, right enough through just. Uh... Uh, see the big the, the big thing for me is with Cholak the, what we've been missing is the what a word you used uh, Davy is anticipation 
he anticipates far better than anybody that I've I've seen for a while. Uh, exactly where the ball's coming. Uh, he also, I mean, if, if uh, Morelos had been with the Barisic shot off the post, if that had been Morelos, he would have been standing at the edge of the, the penalty box waiting for it. And I think Cholak, I mean, it's a long time since we've had a player that, that's actually went in. I think McCoyst, he was that sort of a poacher as well with it, that went for uh, players, went for uh, rebounds and things like that. So, no, I think I really think uh, he's a brilliant player. Really brilliant player. Uh, Colin, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and give you your, your John Lundstrom. You obviously didn't see the whole game, so I thought he was rubbish, but uh, no, gonna, only, only kidding on. And he was brilliant. He played absolutely fantastic, sprayed the ball about. The one negative I'll say about it is he didn't have any pressure on him. So what did you think? <sighs> I think um, John Lundstrom, he's... That's what Craig thinks. You've gave one bit of criticism. I don't blame him. I'm about to throw my headset down as well. Um, no, that's... Games like yesterday, we know how well John Lundstrom can play. I mean, me and Craig compared him. Uh, no, quite compared him, but he had a game at the start of the season. I think it might have been against St. Johnson, and he reminded us of Barry Ferguson a wee bit. Um, he's not the player Barry was, but there's glimpses that when John Lundstrom's on, on his game, he dictates the tempo, the pace, he just controls the game. That's why it's been so frustrating, because we know how well he can play, we know the levels he can go to, and he's, when he looks as if he's chasing shadows, it's you just know there's so much more, and I think you can say that about most of the Rangers team, but yesterday I absolutely sold it, and um, well, there wasn't any too much pressure on them, I don't think. I think that's probably testament to how the team played. Um, we, we we don't need any 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 more than John Lundstrom sitting, protecting that defence, if anything. Colin, can I ask you a question, right? Go see, for it. See, the Rangers season's been kind of 50-50, where we've played some really, really good football, We've played some really, really bad football. Uh, see, when Rangers have played bad football, when has John Lundstrom played well? And when has see when Rangers have been playing really well? When has John Lundstrom had a bad game? I don't know where you where, where you think I'm going with that, but when, no, it doesn't match up. Aye, you're, you're, you're spot on, and it's a double-edged sword. When John Lundstrom's played well, Rangers have the. the the team's played very well as well, but what I would challenge John Lundstrom back to saying is when the rest of the team are like they're off form or whatever, it's no going against them. John Lundstrom should be seen as a leader in that in that team. Whereas maybe the likes of Tav, when the chips are down, you see Tav up in his game a bit. Albeit he's not done it too much this season, but you'll get the performance for James Tavenier to lift the spirits. John Lundstrom's not been doing that enough. So while there is something that the when John Lundstrom ticks the rest of the team tick as well, he has to find a way of playing well and doing the... We don't need them to do anything amazing. Um, what he's been guilty of is just not doing the basics right. And for a player at his level, when he's having an off game, he has to get the basics right at least. See, I think as well, see when he plays with Stevie Davis, I think uh, they get in each other's road. And, and I think they're trying to do the same job. And that that sort of a puts uh, the the midfield out of shape, 
Uh, I thought the midfield was was far better with Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack got forward. I thought Ryan Jack had a really good game as well. Uh, a couple of good shots at goal. Uh, David, what do you think about the midfield? Do you, do you think we've got a right mix? This is a, the way it should be, or would you see it otherwise? Yesterday, Rangers dominated the midfield from Lundstrom, uh, Ryan Jack. You know, we, we 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 were winning the ball. You know, nine times out of ten, and then it was spraying it wide, getting getting at them. You know, we utterly dominated, which I think was why Rangers were so comfortable throughout the game. They obviously had a, a kind of flurry in the second half, which is inevitable that they're going to at some point get to us. But uh, no, Rangers, John Lundstrom was, uh, I think the word might be imperious because, you know, he's he's quite a, quite an aggressive player. Lundstrom, eh, and he was he was in top of it, winning challenges, shrugging guys off, laying it off. The Ryan Jack, and uh, he had his obligatory rant, uh, Rabbi Matondo, you know, and <laughs> the, the John Lundstrom rant. Uh, he got it from Robbie Matondo. Got it from John Lundstrom. And Barisic had a go. Robbie Robbie Matondo. In fact, Barisic went do lally for one moment when they got up the park. And Matondo, who should have played Barisic back through, lost the ball. And Borna did a Highland fling. He was raging. It was uh, it was quite funny. But uh, no, the, the midfield yesterday utterly dominated. They were. Uh, I mean, our field is. Uh, I think he's. No, he's not the, not his greatest game in a Rangers shot, but is, uh, certainly Ryan Jack was good. Ryan Jack was, uh, and as was John Lundstrom, we we dominated. We were we got at them. I don't know whether it was uh, we played that well or, or St Mirren were were, were tough, But I I honestly went to that game thinking that St Mirren would have given would have given a bit more, but we uh, completely controlled it start to finish. And the, the couple of occasions they did get through, uh, McGregor was was equal to it, so we never looked in any danger. It was. I mean, up until, you know, Cholak scores the third, and it was the 73rd minute, but, it's, you know, obviously at 2-0, there's always that danger. You know, one goal, you know, the whole atmosphere changes, but uh, we never got to that point. And after that, it was, uh, but even before that, we Rangers were in cruise control yesterday. It was uh, very pleasing to see because we haven't been in that place too often this season. So certainly on the back of the performance away at Tynecastle and then this one at home, two four nils, things are uh, sunny days ahead, guys. Uh, hopefully, you know we were we were we were very good yesterday throughout the team. And and sorry, and on the th- on the third goal, I think uh, we should a wee bit more praise for Sakala. Sakala won that ball on the halfway line. When he, and he then jinked inside and then with a wee burst of pace got away from the next guy and then he's immediately on top of their defence and then slipped the ball through to Cholak. Fashion Sakala was uh, was 50% of that goal, the third goal yesterday. He was, uh, and, and the couple of occasions, the left back, I think the left back just uh, beat a retreat from Fashion Sakala because there was a couple of wee nutmegs. So Sakala beat him in the inside a couple of times then there was a couple of nutmegs straight through him. Then he took him in the outside. And see, after that, that left back wouldn't go near Fashion Sakala. Mm-hmm. He just was about, a th- he was doing that knife thing, you know, and he thought Fashion had a knife. So he, he just kept like in a three yard distance because he, he was, uh, he was, he was away buying hot dogs a couple of times, you know, when he, when he tried to uh, close Fashion Sakala down. And so it's good to see that Fashion's got that in his game because, you know, sometimes, you know, he'll put it in Rose Ed. But his, his close control yesterday was 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 very good, very good. 
See, just oh, yeah. that, Davy. Sorry, see, just on Sierra oh, yeah. being so direct. I think, I think, to Real Star Road with that yesterday, they didn't know whether Rangers were going to take 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 the defender on man for man, whether they were going to try and play like walk the ball in the, the net, or whether they were going to shoot foot side. What I really liked is the first, particularly the first 15, 20 minutes. If there, if there wasn't a pass on, we were shooting. You know, that yeah. we got the first goal for that. We've seen Ryan Jack unlucky with a couple of efforts and that went on throughout the game and St Mern really struggled with that. And that's how yeah. that's how Rangers should be playing. We shouldn't be predictable. We've got an absolute arsenal of talent and all different all different variations of ability and different skill sets. We we should be able to get to the byline and be able to play the one twos in between the box and shoot for distance. We should be keeping teams on their toes. We yes. We should be unpredictable. I think Ben Davis makes a good tr- contribution to all of this because he's quite prepared to take the ball forward. You know, if there's when there's no pass on, he will he will then have them commit by just by bursting forward 10, 15 yards. It was I was quite impressed with Ben Davis yesterday. In in fact, when I was sitting there, I was thinking, uh, and I hope this is a, this is a good thing. I mean, this is a positive that he reminds me slightly of Clint Hill where he's a very experienced defender. And, and you can see when they play the ball forward, Clint Hill used to do this one all the time. So when, when the, the ball comes through, you know, in the air towards, the, you know, their, their centre forwards and their attacking players, Ben Davis is, is, is touch tight to him. But then when the ball gets played, he just takes a couple of yards, just a couple of paces back. So the forward who's facing the other way thinks that Ben Davis is right behind him. But when, when the ball appears, Ben Davis is two yards behind him, and which gives him just time to, uh, you know, if the ball is, is long, to play it. And the other wee, uh, Clint Hill comparison was, I could hear Ben Davis shouting from the club deck. So there's very few players in that team you can actually hear on the pitch. And uh, Ben Davis managed it yesterday when you can hear him shout. You know, when, he, when he's instructing other players or, you know, when he's <clears throat> pinging pinging a ball forward. So that, that's always pleasing because when you know that uh, <clears throat> they're communicating with their teammates, he's he looks a good player, Ben Davis. I was very pleased with him. That's going to help Connor Golson as well. Like Craig mentioned about the last real partnership we had was Golson and Hollander. Obviously, Balogun and Bassey filled in and done well, but Connor Golson does dip when he has to talk through talk the rest of the defence through their own game. Um, Hollander was a commander in the defence. He, he was he was so intelligent. Davies has that about him as well. So if that means Golson can focus in his own game, I think we're going to see Golson lift in performance as well. Well, just a couple of points from that. Um, I think Goldson is probably, since Davies came in, has probably played his two best games of the season. He hardly, hardly made a mistake uh, in the last two games. Uh, the other point I wanted to make was Sakala. His own goal was absolutely great as well, and a, a beautiful ball from Morelos through him. And but if if that would have, had have been uh, a number of players, they would have been stuck out in the right wing. But Sakala came in and gave Morelos the chance to play that ball because Morelos loves playing the wee balls around the corner. Um, Craig, I'll come to you. I'm going to, I'm sticking you out in the left wing up to now. Um, I'll give you your chance, Matondo, and go on to what you thought of uh, Yilmaz when he came on, because uh, that's a left wing duo uh, 
we we can't at the end up. What, what did you what did you think there? Matondo first. <clears throat> Matondo, Matondo, um, still for me isn't doing enough to, to get a, a start um, right now. Um, it might be up for debate there with other people, but um, I want to see him get the ball and go, go at players more. Um, I don't know if it's just a build, up, a build up of confidence, but the player that we thought we were getting in the pre-season matches still really hasn't materialised for me. Um, he seems to be, he can make an impact when he comes on. Um from the bench, but starting the game, I haven't really seen enough from Matondo yet. But um, Yomaz, I was, I was absolutely buzzing actually to see him come on because um, I was concerned. Like these are the games that he has to like. See if he wasn't getting a shot in these games, you'd be wondering right, what's going on. Because um, the, the more that we're winning games at three and four now, and he's still sitting on the bench at ninety minutes, you're going right. There's there is definitely a reason there. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like, I think I put it on the group chat when, when Van Bronckhorst had mentioned about behaviour. Um, and obviously there might be a, a mix-up in communication and because of the language barrier and stuff there, but Van Bronckhorst is normally very careful with, with the words that he uses and when he uses a word like behaviour, um, behaviour's getting better, you start going, what does that mean? Um, came on and he looked bright. Um, See, I, I find it really strange as well because they put Barisic out for the, the press conference before the game, right? And, and see, at the end, he was talking about where he's at right now and he was talking about being in a really good place and really, like, really confident and stuff. And I'm going, going to fucking play like it. Uh, I'm like, every time he hits that halfway line, he turns back and passes it back. Um, and, like, the moments that he doesn't do it, he either crosses an amazing ball in or he hits a shot that hits the post and we score from it. And every time Barisic does something positive, something comes out of it and we go, right, we either nearly scored or we did score there. Um, so I, I, I find it strange that Barisic thinks that he's, 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 he's in a brilliant place now because I, I still don't see enough from him to merit. I, I personally think, see, if Elmaz was doing it on the training park, um, and I don't, I don't hold out that oh, he's, he's new and all that stuff. We've had plenty of players come to this country that have had the ground run from the start. We've had plenty of players that have come in early, uh, early in their career and done amazing. Look at the likes of Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta must have been about twenty when he came here, and he would have been one of the first players in the team sheet that, that season. Um, if you're good enough, you're good enough, in my opinion. Um, so I, I want to see him get more game time, man. Um, the amount of money that we've spent on a player for him to be coming on with 10, 20 minutes to go, um, we need more. And I think Van Bronckhorst needs to, needs to give him that opportunity. I know that we've got a cup game coming up as well, which will probably be the one where he'll get the opportunity. Um, but I, positive, I, I, like, I can't say too much because it's like the game for me was done by that point and more I can... Um, it, it was one of the, the obvious substitutions to give him a bit of game time, but um, is he going to be playing against Liverpool? No. No, I don't think so either. But I, I think a couple of points here. Um, Barisic, the, the goal against Liverpool that was caught, later called offside, that was uh, really unfortunate. Was it Liverpool? Yeah, I think Liverpool was it when he, when he hit the top corner? Or was that... Yeah, I'm sort of a mixed up in games now. Um, that was a beautiful goal as well. It's just a shame it was called for offside. Um, was, it Ajax? was it Ajax? Was it Ajax? Okay, 
so far back. I thought it was a lot nearer than that. Okay. Um, but that was a beautiful goal. Um, <laughs> see, the, see, the one thing with Yelm is, I just, I just think he's, he's looks forward all the time. He never looks back. He only looks back as a, a last resort. And uh, that that's, I mean, you, you see him looking for the pass to Cholak. You see him looking for a runner down the left wing. Uh, he's, he's always looking forward. Looking f- uh, as soon as the uh, midfields get the ball, he starts heading down the left wing himself. Now uh, it's really impressed me that when he's on. No, I mean, the only bad thing I've seen him done was it was att- the very first game he was on the first couple of minutes. Somebody barged him out the road down the down the wing towards uh, the goal. So that's the only really thing I can remember him doing bad. But um, to me, yeah, but 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 um, it sounds yeah. Just one thing I wanted to say as well. There's rumours going about that uh, Yilmaz Galatasaray are wanting Yilmaz in loan, but I don't see Rangers putting him out in loan. Colin, do you? No, it'd be a strange one if we we, we sign him and play him less than five times and loan him out in January. And I don't, I don't see. It. I think we need at least two two first team players for every position. Him going out and loan just leaves us with Barisic, and we all know as soon as Barisic doesn't have any any sort of competition, he'll just recourse into himself. Um, I think that might just be paper talk. Well. Galatasaray may want them, but I, I can't see the Angels entertaining that at all. Yeah. Um, talking, since we're talking about backups, uh, on the other side, Tavernier, uh, I saw today that Young Divine got a new contract. Do you think, um, Dave, I'll put it to you, Young Divine, have you got enough knowledge of him? Have you seen him often enough? Uh, do, do you think he's, he's going to be a, a fill-in for Tavernier or... Do you think that King will be used and and as a right back when when Tav gets hopefully not injured, but uh, when in happens to Tav? No, I think uh, the bits I've seen of Adam Devine are very good. I mean, he's, I think he's technically a very good player. I think he needs to kind of bulk up a bit. We need to get more into that coffee that that they give up at uh, Oakenhowe. So bulk him up. He needs to get in, into that gym. But no, the the boy is a very, a very good player. And the last time I saw him, he probably wasn't as strong as the first time I saw him. But you know, that's inevitably they're going to be inconsistent as you know when they're as young as he is. So clearly, the club see a future in the boy. The fact that they've offered him the deal, and uh, certainly from what I saw of Adam Devine, he he looks a talent. So absolutely no no qualms about that whatsoever. And and I would be uh, quite happy to put Adam Devine in. You know. Give him some game time, you know. Should we need to uh, rest James Tavernier? No problem at all. But on the on the other side, you know, Yelmaz's contribution yesterday I thought was very good. He was uh, he's technically he's prepared to take the ball in tight spaces. He he, uh, he was quite willing to thread balls through. He's quite happy to do the decoy run, you know, for you know someone who he'll then pass to, and when he passes, he'll take off looking for a, a possible return. I thought he uh, he looked quite good. Obviously, the the game is uh, is well on when when he eventually gets on the pitch. But from what I saw of him yesterday, it was quite encouraging. Yeah, uh, no, definitely was. I was uh, I was impressed with him as well. And uh, yeah, the, the the thing is, Barisic is going to need a rest as well. So, uh, and as Craig says, 
these are the games that you need to play when you. I mean, if you don't go start bringing in players like that when when he's when we're four 0 up, then uh, when are you going to bring him in? Although we've got to remember, he's only young and he's got a five year deal, so it's plenty of time for him. Yeah. See on Yilmaz and Divine, it's I know it doesn't help us right now because well we need to win the league, right? It's um if we the leads are bread and butter. But see looking ahead, like I think the the listeners in the comments are calling out right, we know Matondo's there's a player there, but it might take him two or three years. Uh, or maybe a season or two to get up to speed. Yilmaz and Divine as well. See if Divine's gonna be a fraction of the player that Nathan Parson was. In two years' time, the full-back position, we're not going to have any danger there because Yilmaz and Diviner, they're going to have that cemented as well. So I think at a time when uh, Ross Wilson's been coming under a lot of stick and I'm not going to jump to his defence here, I think that's maybe... Um, obviously, time will tell. Like, we we, we can't tell the future, but I think looking ahead and the, the young players we've got in long-term contacts, I think that's a major plus point. But Ross Wilson, that's just a start of getting back into my good books for Ross Wilson. He's nowhere near it. It's a very first step. Yeah, the unfortunate thing, though, about a lot of these players as well, like Patterson, uh, losing them before he really played many games. Uh, uh, I read today as well, there was a young boy of 15, Wild, I think it was you called him, not sure. The, uh, Arsenal were trying to pull him away. Uh, so then... Yeah, we just got to hope that they can get through to to the first team because teams are are, are looking to chop us and, uh, and get take them away from us even before they're fifteen, so as they don't have to pay the the full whack for them. Uh, I'm going to go to the penalty decision. I found I didn't I didn't even suspect a penalty until the referee gave it. Um, Craig, what did you think about it? I was actually. Uh getting something to eat at that point, um, so I, I missed it, I've, I've seen it, I've seen it, I have seen it in highlights, and then I, it does look, it does look a bit of a penalty, uh, it does look like a stone ball penalty, but um, I think the player obviously runs in and stuff and makes it, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a Nielsen and says, uh, he gives the, the referee an opportunity to give him a, a decision, um, big bad Rangers getting penalties and all that, uh, Aye. Um, the signs are good, by the way, you see when we get penalties, we seem to do well, so um, long may that continue. Down the middle as well, That's uh, that seems to be the new thing. I must admit, I've been in the, the, the Liverpool game, I was I was really screaming at McGregor, this is going down the middle, this is going down the middle, but he wasn't listening to me, so so he didn't. Uh, Colin, you, you thought it was a light penalty, you didn't think it was really... Uh, a good penalty or a, or a, a, a real penalty? I don't know. The the highlights and the replays are uh, still a bit inconclusive. Um, taking my my staunch hat off, um, I'd be livid if that was given against us. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually unsure. I don't know. Um, and I don't have the confidence in the referees that they can uh, call it correctly. Um, that, that referee's a fanny. It was Walsh, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was soft. Um, I don't know if it was contact as well, but I'm taking up that these things will even themselves out up until VAR. So, see, that's it. There you go. Do you know um, the the big thing that I took from it was that uh, 
was Cholak that actually handed the ball to Tav. Um, which it might not sound that big a deal and stuff, but this guy is an absolute goal machine. Um, every time he's in front of the goal, he kicks the ball, he scores. Um, and for him to like just voluntarily give the ball to the captain, um, the guy that, that has been hit the penalties and stuff. Like we spoke about it last week with, with players going up and celebrating together and when when there's bad tackles against this, the, the other players going in and, and really backing up their teammates and stuff. These are all things that I want to see from a team that um, certainly if we want to be winning leagues and stuff, we need that team to be together as, po- as much as possible. And Cholak, again, bigging up the guy very much. I, mean, I'm, I, I was listening to Hugh Keevans the other night, right, talking about how Cholak's just scored another two goals. He should be chanting the door of Andronkos saying, why was I not playing at Liverpool? And basically saying how this guy's going to become really unhappy at Rangers and stuff. And you're going, he can actually tell by the way he looks, like how he smiles. Like, as soon as he scores, he goes to the Rangers fans. And he turns around, like, if there's an assist for a player, he's pointing at that player, giving the guy praise and kudos right away. Like, that guy is, like, such a team player. Um, which, I mean, even looking back at like Jelovic, Jelovic was an amazing player and they've done amazing for Rangers and stuff, but he was very much a me, it's all about me type player. Um, a lot of strikers that we've had, Purcell wasn't so much like that, but um, Purcell was very much a team player and very much gets stuck in for his teammates. But um, I, another big thing for Trolak as well, he's such a big guy for the team. See, the one thing I, worry, uh, I wonder about... Um... The the penalty decision, to go back to that, the penalty decision, there wasn't really a good uh, angle, camera angle, to see whether it really was a penalty or not for, for us. Um, I wonder, surely FAR are going to have their own cameras there, that, that they're not using the cameras from Rangers TV, where, I mean, nobody could have seen that from, from the, the pictures, any angle I watched it from. So I wonder if Farts get, they must have their own cameras here, surely, where, where they're going to pick out offsides and things like that. I hope they're not going to be going in Rangers TV. Anyway, going to move on. Um, we were talking about Cholak, uh, Davey, come, come to you. Um, Cholak or Morelos for Wednesday night, what do you think? I'm going to have to go with Tony. Because he's just he's just too handsome to leave out. He just makes a better team forty. <laughs> Do you know like the blonde hair, the the Morelos blonde hair? Is that is that is are you sort of? I mean, you you've nearly got blonde hair. Craig makes a really good point there. You know, because Tony is you know the the amount of work that he does off the ball, runs chasing things down. You know, and he, and he said you know he's he's quite happy, uh, delighted actually to kind of share the limelight. You know and and make sure that other people's contribution gets recognised and, and, and what he does. Whereas, you know, we, we Alfie, as, as we've long suspected, Alfredo plays for Alfredo, whereas, you know, uh, that Tony actually plays for the team. So he's quite happy to uh, share things out. The guy's just... He's good-looking, he's he's kind, he's kind to animals, he's, he scores lots of goals for Rangers. What's not to like about this guy? Yeah, fucking... See, see when Morelos scores, eh? he can have like Ken beats four players, goes round the goalkeeper, skins the goalkeeper twice, and then gives it to Morelos like three inches for the line. Morelos fucking taps it in, and Morelos runs away going like that. Okay, point <laughs> 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 
Yeah. I think I think Davy's going to be disappearing the toilet before we end up this podcast. We keep talking about Joe. Like <laughs> Colin, would you would you think uh, roughly the same team for the weekend? Not well. I think Ken will be back in. What do you think? Um, I think I can see him bring Steve Davis back in. Um, I don't think Davis was great last week, so it wouldn't be my choice if I'm being honest. But I think I think Van Bruyen cross lights him in Europe. Um, he's on his game. He's probably a level above the rest in midfield and he's in the use of the ball. Um, I think I think Kent will be in in the left. Um, maybe Sakala. I'm going to disagree with Davy. I think it will be Morelos. Um, I, granted, Cholak is fucking stunning. He's beautiful, right? He lights up a room. But I think, um, well, we have seen a bit more of his all-round game. I don't think it matches what Morelos brings to the team overall. Cholak is a better finisher, but I, I think, well, I think we're going to have to put the onus on. Has won the Liverpool defence a bit more, putting more pressure on, and the onus has got to be on creating the chances. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to contradict myself there and say that Cholak will be the one who's more likely to take the chances. But I just think Morelos, um, for me, um, the focal point in Europe and backs to the wall is a better out ball. Yeah. Um... What do you think, uh, uh, Craig? What do you think of the, the tactics? Do you think do you think Gio will go out and uh, give us a Leipzig uh, Union performance, or do you think it will be a just keep the 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 goals down to to two or whatever, one or two, or what do you think? Will he go for it? I think one thing I will say about Van Bronckhorst, and we've spoken about it numerous times after European games, but predominantly after last season's European games, was that. After he played a team the first game, he tended to, to do a lot better in the second game, having had seen his team against them in the flesh. Um, I think I would be extremely disappointed if I was to see Rangers go set up the exact same way as we did. Um, for numerous reasons, for the Ibrooks, um, the crowds behind us, um, it's an occasion that we don't get to experience very often playing against a team that has been in, I think it's the last four out of five Champions League finals is going to be playing at Ibrox. Um, we're in a position now, I mean, I'm still very positive about the group. Like, I'm a, a wee bit more realistic than what I was probably last week when I was talking about where we stood in the group. Um, but where we're at now is starting to become that kind of last-minute shootout type stuff where, see if we go out there and really bust the gut and we get fucking done 2-3-0, 4-0 but we walk away from it going do you know what, we, we really gave it a right go for 60 minutes there um, I walk away from it going I'm, I'm proud of my team um, if we sit there and we we've got Ken standing in the halfway line looking as if he can't be annoyed, we've got Barisic hitting the, hitting the byline then turning around and passing it back to Davies um, but these are things that I really really don't want to be seen on Wednesday night um, I think there's a time to be pragmatic and, and sit back and, and not really want to to go gung-ho but this game and the following game we really need to get something from it um, or it's it's kind of there's no point there's no point being in a competition whether whether it's the Champions League whether it's the Scottish Cup 
CIS Cup if we don't have ambitions to a certain degree. Um, and the ambitions now have to realistically probably be the, the third spot. And the only way we're going to get third spot is start getting some kind of result. Um, Liverpool are an amazing football team, like phenomenal football team, but they're, they're a football team. Um, see if it was all about money and all that stuff, then we wouldn't get beat off our hips and we wouldn't drop points against Dundee United and Ross County's last season. Like Ross County would have beat them 5 6 now if it was all about money and all that stuff. But um, I want to see us being brave as well. Like, don't go out there like, and get overawed by the occasion like we seem to be doing a wee bit. Um, like, we are we're Europa League finalists. Like, fucking look like it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, players like Barisic, go out there with your chest puffed up um, and go, like, right, I'm a Croatian left-back. Um, start showing it, big guy. Because we, we, we've seen things from these players. Every player in that team, Matondo pre-season, uh, Sakala, we've seen it do. We've seen him doing it at times. Like every player in that team has done something to make us go. Nah, he's, a, he's a player. Like, he deserves to be in a Rangers jersey. And um, they, they just need to be on it, man. I know I've been on a bit of a rant there. And I'm going to make a prediction before I, before I finish. Right? Uh, see, you'd mentioned Ross, Ross Wilson, Colin, right? Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a listener of another pod. Don't hate me. Uh, heart in hand. And uh, that's your fact. This is the last time you ever appear in the Gallant View. <laughs> but they've, they've had interviews from all the people at the top, like um, your, your, uh, your Bennett's. They even had the SLO, who, by all accounts, um, he's got one of the hardest jobs that there is in the whole world um, with, with the Rangers support. Do I agree with everything that he does and stuff? That's completely irrelevant, but... Um, he gave himself, he put himself in the fire line and answered questions just like Bennett did. Um, I think if Rangers get a result this week, you're more than likely here for Ross Wilson over the next week in an interview. Um, I think it's pretty damning that we haven't heard from the guy that most of the concerns that Rangers supporters have had over the last two months, which have been quite vocal, have been directed at one person and we've not heard anything from him. So I would hazard a guess that we probably will if we start getting big results. I'm going to back you up there, Craig. I think this, I think this Ross Wilson interviews was re- recorded in August, and we've been waiting to release it, but we keep on getting fucked in Europe. That's why it's not came in yet. No, I mean we're still. Was it was a certain part of the Robertson interview ever sent out? I know he, he made the first part, and then I, I never heard then there was supposed to be a second part, and it never seemed to appear from anywhere. Anyway, getting back to what David, what do you think of the tactics for Liverpool? How would you go? I think we're in the last chance saloon on Wednesday night, so we have to have a go at them. Have to. Because the, the only way we're now going to get third is that if we get a point or two or three, uh, which means that if even if we were to get a draw on Wednesday night, then we could, if, if Ajax continue to get pumped, then we can effectively have a knockout tie with the last game against Ajax at Ibrox, which would be, you know, never thought that would happen, you know, after the way things have gone so far. But I think we have to be brave. We have to be obviously ridiculously brave on Wednesday because if we don't get a result, then the thing is gone. So this is pretty much it. It's it's win or bust or, or at least get a result. If we can get a draw and then take Ajax in the last game with four points, 
if Ajax get pumped with Napoli and Liverpool, then we would beat Ajax with a point. So that's what I'm clinging on to. Call me an old loony if you want, but I'm thinking that we have to have a go at it. We have to have a go there. And we, we what what's to lose? What's to lose here? Take another another gubbin. You know that's uh, that's. I would I would really hope that we would be uh, absolutely crazily brave and go for them because Liverpool have lost three against Brighton last week they've lost three against Arsenal today and and the guys in the commentary today saying you know that defensively Liverpool are, are frail so I think Rangers maybe should test them on Wednesday night just to see how frail they are and if that means you know play Tony goals up front and have uh, Morelos as a part of a three-man midfield then then maybe we should we should countenance you know things like that have a go at them. Let's go out all guns blazing and uh, see what we can get at them. Because from what I saw of their game today, you know, football players round their box will score goals. So it's, you, Adams, it's, has put it's, a really good question in. Sorry, Davy, but I'll just while you're on that, um, I'll, I'll put it to you. Do you think Liverpool will play a full team because they play Man City on the Sunday? Uh, do, do they need to? Probably not because they know they'll have they'll have got uh, they'll have Napoli at home and they'll have Ajax away, you know. So they they, they should be fairly confident that you know that they'll pick up points. They'll probably be confident that they'll pick up points at, at Ibrox on Wednesday, and and you know you can hardly blame them the way things you know our campaign's gone so far. So I think we should go for broke on Wednesday. There's what's to lose. There's nothing to lose. Go for it. Well, I I seen a. a program uh, and a few days ago and it was over Ajax and the, what Ajax hate see if you put on a high press on them they just get lost and it ends up getting back to the, put back to the keeper the keeper punts it long and of course the Ajax uh, front line are not waiting for high punts up the park and that's the last few games that teams have been playing that way against them and Ajax have been dropping points it was the same with uh, Liverpool. Liverpool put the high press on them, and they just at Napoli put the high press on them, and they just got lost. And it's part of the reason is is our Calvin, because Calvin Bassey is just not technical enough to be able to get out a high press when when it, it, it takes him too long to get control of the ball and have a look where he can get rid of it. So he ends up putting it back to the keeper ninety percent of the time. And I think that would be the same with Liverpool. I mean, if you, I think these teams, I, I didn't see the Liverpool game today or, or, or I don't watch Liverpool at all, actually. But uh, the games I've, uh, I normally see, if you put a high press on them, then uh, they, they, they just get lost. They don't like that because they want to They want to put the high press on. It was the same with PSV. PSV love putting the high press on and they want you to do that uh, in Eindhoven. But we didn't let them do it. We got in there first and we got the high press on them. And I think that's such a big, big difference is getting a high press on somebody. Obviously, you've got to have fast uh, defenders to do it and and get everybody. Everybody's got to be at the same level of thinking because uh, if, if you make a mistake, then they just pass through you. Colin, what do you think? I don't agree with everything that they are saying, and I'm keeping an eye on the comments. And there's not one, not one listener disagreeing with anything that we're saying. I think we need to. It's all the, 
all the tangible and non-tangible stuff. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to go, as Craig says, get the, the chest puffed out. Because uh, these players have done it before at this level. Um, I We've not maybe done it in this arena in the Champions League, but we've We've went and beat Dortmund in our own backyard. We've proven time and time again that we can we can at least have a go. And I think in terms of the tactics and the, how Gio should set up, um I like we we've made the point. Gio's had a chance to suss out all three teams now, so I dare say how he sets up in not just the Liverpool game, but away in Napoli and at home at Ajax, and we might see a different side. It's a massive criticism of Gio that he is too conservative to begin with, but the massive positive that I've gave him time and time again is he does learn for it, and he, he can make very good game-changing alterations, um, either before the game or or during it. Um, there's no reason that we don't set up to try and get a goal. Um, if we set up to soak soak up pressure, then we're going to get punished and we deserve everything that we get. I'll, I'll be honest. We the, This Rangers team and the management team, Evan, they've shown time and time again that they will respond to a packed Ibrox when the emotions pour out the stands and we're all behind them. And and nobody's expecting Rangers to go and be thrown and up within the first 15 minutes. All the supporters are realistic that we're up against one of the best teams in Europe. So it's, we know it's going to be a tough task. That's when the support are at its best, when we're the underdogs and we get behind the team and inspire them. And that Ibrox, this team does react to that. So there's no no reason that we shouldn't be be setting up to take one after them. And the, uh, the, the last... 10-15 minutes against uh, Liverpool when Matondo come in, the, the quicker players get up front. Does that mean anything? Or do we stick with Ken? Um, I think, I actually thought Matondo done well against Hearts, I thought, um, in the last 10-15 minutes. I still think you need to make any, take into consideration, I think Liverpool were wrapping the game up. I think Matondo may have a part to play, but maybe from off the bench. Based on the last game and form, I'd have Sakala in um, if it was one of Sakala and Matondo. I think um, when you're looking at Matondo and Ryan Kent and neither are really glistening with form, both for different reasons, I'm going to go with Ryan Kent because he's he's more likely to, to do something out of nothing, I think. Okay. Well, looking at the time, it's heading towards the, the hour mark, guys. Um Craig, and you want to get off your chest and uh, if you say uh, your your farewells and we'll move on to the to the end round, get everything off your chest and uh, a predict a prediction at the end up. Just want to see Rangers go out there and, and make a see see what they done against uh, Napoli for the, the first kind of forty five and the beginning of the second half. Just let's see something like that on Wednesday. Um, just touching on the, the stuff we, from Broncos, we were being a bit more of the conservative type of manager. See if he was to play Morelos on Wednesday with Cholak, just a one-off. I don't think, and, and it doesn't work, I don't think anyone, certainly I don't know anyone that would criticise him for doing that. Um, I think he would turn around and go, he's been brave there, he's, he's given, given it a chance. Um, I, I, listen, I'm... I'm Probably let my heart rule my head here, but I'm I'm hoping for a one each or a really boring, dull nil nil. Uh, like I've never like 
been choking so much for a nil-nil at Ibrox. <laughs> like, just give me 90 minutes of absolute boredom um, and I'll be like over the moon. Um, any kind of result against Liverpool Football Club um, at this point and the, the kind of where, where world football is would be phenomenal. So like, just don't go out there and embarrass yourselves. Anything, any kind of result, I'll be over the moon with. Um, but I, and win, lose or draw, Davy, I'm not going to ask you to get everything off your chest. I will be here at about six o'clock tomorrow morning. So, have you, have you given us a conservative everything off your chest? And, uh, and, the, the, the abridged version of getting it off my chest. Right? <laughs> so, I, I want us to come off that park on Wednesday with the belief that we did compete. Because I don't want to have, you know, we can't compete with these teams. I want us to go out and go for it. I think Craig makes a good point. Maybe it would be we sacrifice Sakala to get Morelis and Cholak on the same pitch. So that we we actually find out for real how, how frail Liverpool's defence are by having a go at them, by making them work to see how we go up against it. Because these guys, you know are playing in the Champions League here. Some of them may never see the Champions League again. I just don't want to go out with a whimper. So let's have a let's have a go at them. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, that it's absolute gung-ho, caution to the win right charge. It means playing with the assets that we've got, making the best use of those assets. But by Christ, we, we need to come off that pitch knowing that we competed in that match. Because I don't want to hear that we can't compete shit. So as long as Rangers do that, as Craig says... You know, I'll be there at 90 minutes cheering them off the pitch. But if we go there, you know, with with a damage limitation mentality, they will fucking hear me at the end of the game, I'm telling you. So that's that's my expectation for Wednesday. Just make sure Gio hears you. <laughs> so my prediction, I'm going for an absolutely sound 2-1 to Rangers. You have Craig, Craig, did you give a prediction? Or have you still to do that? Oh, zero, you never know, sorry, zero, zero, you went for yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't listen to zero, zeros. <laughs> uh, Colin, what do you think? Um, honestly, I, I, I can't echo what the boys have said enough. I, I just hope that the Rangers players go out and they know that they deserve to be on this, in this stage and at this arena. Don't leave the park with any regrets. Don't think about the what ifs. Just go for it and play play your game. We are European finalists. We deserve to be at this stage, and the worst we can do is get beat. And no matter if we go and have a go, and it doesn't work out, then that that's just football. But I know every Pete Evan and David and Craig have said it's the it, the only criminal thing will be is if we set up just to I don't know keep us rolling. Um, I genuinely don't think we do. I, I think I've seen enough of uh, Gio since he's came in that I, I think he will set up to be a bit more progressive. Um, I'm going to go a, a 1-0 Rangers. Um, it might end up a one each um, if we have a fucking brain fart at the back, but I'm going to go a 1-0 Rangers. Um, uh, a tab penalty. That's, I'm going to stick a wee fiver in that. But no, thanks for having me on, Davey. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. And I just want to say a solid debut hosting, my man. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Um, no, but, but, but I, uh, let's face it, this is a one-off match against 
Liverpool against a British team. Uh, if, we, if we go out and we play safe in this one, we can't go out and really go out and play safe because we've got to get a result. If we don't get a result, we're not going to go through because Ajax, I doubt if we're going to catch Ajax for goal uh, difference. So we've got to go out and get a get a result. So I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to pray. I think if we get at them, we can get at them. I don't think their defence is that great. So I think if we go at them and we can get them, uh, I think we're going to win two one. So that's that's my prediction that we're going to win two one. So well, thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks for the for the guests, Colin, David, and Craig, and. Don't forget to press the like button and all the other things that you've got to do uh, to, to make the podcast better and to, to get us out there. Um, we've also got a, a website now, the Gallant Few website, and we've also got a Facebook page. Some of you are watching, watching this from that, I believe. So thanks for listening and have a good one. Good night. We are the people.